Good morning, everyone. Um, uh, big thanks to Chris Merrill for yesterday. Uh, sorry about being out, um, but we are back. President visited yesterday. We're going to start there on the show, the president's visit to the TSMC building, um, which we're going to get into the details of what's happened out there. This chip plant is growing. Uh, the initial investment was $12 billion. They are now increasing that to 40, more than three times the amount of the original investment. This is going to do great things for our economy. That part of the state is growing. Um, as we watch growth and manage growth, it's one of the concerns that many people have is how we grow. And uh, I understand that everyone should, especially with the consideration of water and what we're going to do. The West Valley cities right now are making sure that, that they are making sure that we have the water we need for the homes that are going in. The town of Buckeye, where my daughter lives, is growing it by leaps and bounds. Are we going to have the infrastructure, water and power? Are we going to have the things we need? But let's talk about the growth and what this plant will provide, because what we end up having when you have something as major as this is they also will have other businesses that feed that. We've seen that here with Intel that's been here for a very long time um, here in Arizona, um, Honeywell, some of the big major corporations that have been here for a very, very long time and been uh, staples in the Arizona economy. And now we're seeing an expansion in this industry where so many of these high-tech chips are going to be. So I want you to hear a couple of things. We're going to get into the president uh, being here and not going to the border coming up in a few minutes because I do think that's an important thing to talk about when we talk about the border plan that may be passing in the United States Senate. But I want you to hear a couple of things that the president had to say. You're here because you're seeing what we're all seeing. American manufacturing is back, folks. American manufacturing is back. So the CHIPS Act, um, by the way, this deal was done long before that happened, but this is going to help a great deal. Making sure that jobs and uh, these things are created here in America. One of the things that COVID-19 taught us was that there are certain things that we can't outsource to the extent that we had. We are always going to do international commerce. We are going to be trade. There's always going to be trade with other nations. But when you outsource critical things like these chips, uh, I, I, we know what, what a big deal it was in the supply chain issues. And you also factor in what's happening between Taiwan and Chinese people, the, China, the the nation of China, and there is a national security element to this plant being here. And it is uh, when you look at what happened during the look at what happened to the automobile industry and how many chips, how many of these microchips, these computer chips go into a new vehicle and how many it, how it affected all of them Ford, GM, all of the major manufacturers were affected by these limitations. Um, I mentioned during the during covid, I purchased a, a jacuzzi for my back patio and I paid for it in October. I paid for it in full in October. I didn't get it until March. Now, again, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Saying that the reason why was the components needed to build even something as simple as a hot tub were in such short supply that manufacturers were having a difficult time getting the parts they needed. There were still people that were buying things, but they were in, sh- in such short supply. It was taking a very long time for people to get them. So this is going to help in, in that regard with the Arizona economy, especially when you look in the North Valley. If, you, if you're familiar, if you're new to Arizona, um, it's funny. I've been here almost 30 years. It'll be 28 years coming up in, uh, in February. And um, I tell stories of the growth I've seen in Arizona, and I love talking to natives here in Arizona because of, you know, when you start, when you start telling people. I remember when there was nothing north of Bell Road. It was just kind of desert north of Bell Road. And um, you hear people laugh and say, 
say, I remember when Bethany Home was a dirt road or whatever. So there's been a lot of growth over the last 40, 50, 60 years in Arizona. But there's been huge growth, especially north and west. I shouldn't say north and west, east as well. Um, the east part of the valley has gone from feedlots and, and uh, from cotton fields and farms to beautiful homes and a huge expansion in the east valley, also in the tech industry. But when you look north, when they put in the 303 up there, there was nothing up there for a while. But if you look up what's happened going north, it used to be there was not much north of Bell Road. And now it was then it was Deer Valley. Then it was Happy Valley. Now you're going up Joe Max. You see Anthem was out in the middle of nowhere. Everybody wondered what would you if you went to Anthem, you might as well move to Prescott. I mean, you were away except for the outlet malls and the stores that were there. It was detached from the city. And you look now, and it's continuous, and it's going to continue that way. They're widening the I-17 going up to Black Canyon City pretty soon. We're going to see that far north also be popular, you know, very uh, populated. And so when we look at the growth we've had and the growth we are getting, intentional growth, high-paying jobs, it's good for the economy in Arizona. So what this also means is a couple of things. We're going to talk about education later on in the show. The education system in Arizona has got to improve. We have got to do a better job of getting people uh, through you know, either the university system here or getting them through a program to be certified in a skill. So I want you to hear a couple of other things. This is the president. Um, he's talking about uh, about Apple and the purchases they can make. Apple had to buy all the advanced chips from overseas. Now they're going to bring more of their supply chain here home. It could be a game changer. And what is this going to do for the Arizona economy? TSMC is investing $40 billion here in Arizona. The largest foreign investment in the history of this state. Over 10,000 construction jobs and 10,000 high-tech jobs will be created. And so this is going to be something that's very good. As a matter of fact, you're going to see great growth there and other industries, other, uh, other companies that will feed that plant in multiple ways. So that they can build what they build. And that is what you see happening all over Arizona. And it's a great thing, I think, for our future. I think about my grandkids. So 20 years from now, when my grandkids are in the workforce, and by then all of them will be either in college or in the workforce, when you see that what's ahead of them. If we can get them the proper education, they don't have to leave the state of Arizona to find work. We are going to see other industries that come here. We are going to see because of the tax base that we have now, because of the business-friendly atmosphere that's been created with lower regulations, the ability to open a business, you are going to see startups here are going to expand, and we are going to see people living out the American dream. I think this is fantastic for the economy of Arizona and and for the southwestern United States, they could have gone. This chip plant could have gone anywhere. You know, Nevada, no no state income tax in Nevada. They could have gone there for sure, or Texas, or Florida. They chose Arizona, and this is this is going to be a feather in the cap. And I think it's just the beginning of with what direction we are going to go as a state. If we keep our eye on the ball, if we keep our our attention to detail when it comes to managed growth, if we do this in a responsible way, we are going to lure these jobs here. And so for the people that have been here for a long time, if you're a homeowner, this is going to be great news for you because you're going to see great growth, I believe, in the value of your home. 
Um, we are going to see people with the ability now to put down roots and have a career. There's a big difference between a job and a career. We all understand that. Doing something you love is is incredible if you're able to do it. But having a career that you love, being able to feel as if you're accomplishing something, um, the construction that's going on out there, I think they said there was over 15 cranes on that property. I just drove by it last weekend, and uh, it's an incredible sight. And so I think this is great for for Arizona. Um, uh, this is also going to talk about uh, – I want you to hear the president talk about involvement, both private sector and in the public. Federal investment attracts private sector investment, creates jobs and industry, and it demonstrates we're all in this together. And that's what today's about. I've never been more optimistic. Now, I, you know, again, the policies of the White House, I have huge disagreements with the president. And uh, but when when the president of the United States recognizes that what's happening in Arizona is a big part of the expansion of manufacturing in the United States and a large part of the credit <clears throat> goes to our current governor and to the legislatures that have been working for the last eight years. And even before that, this seed was planted even long before that. But it is it has blossomed because of the hard work of people that have said we are going to have intentional growth, that we We are going to make this an environment where not just businesses come here, but industry comes here. When you look, I've talked about the East Valley quite a bit. And as I mentioned, I've had some I have some friends that are in in Mesa and they're part of it, whether it's the Chamber of Commerce or it's their business development division in in the city of Mesa. The city of Mesa has done the same thing in which they have had intentional growth in the high tech industries where now people are putting down roots. If you've got higher paying jobs, those people buy more expensive homes. So there are more expensive homes going in, higher end restaurants, higher end businesses, which as a city, you're looking at revenue. If you have a, if you have those those places, those homes drive, you know, those uh, property taxes go up. You also see the the value go up when you have a business, a higher end business. They pay higher amounts of taxes, and so the city becomes more wealthy as well. So I think this is a win for everyone, and I hope that we continue down this road. I hope that the people of Arizona take a look at this. And realize that we could be a destination, that we are, you know, we could be, we could lead the nation in many different ways. Learn from the mistakes of others, do things the right way, and and the sky is the limit for Arizona. We do got to shift to the border in just a moment. There is a bipartisan immigration deal in the Senate that's happening. Uh, leading the way is Senator Kirsten Sinema. We're going to talk about the details of what's in this and why it would be good for Arizona. But the president of the United States doesn't seem to be too concerned about the border. Would he sign a piece of legislation? So all that's coming up here in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. I was talking with a friend of mine, said a woman that heard his cry, told him that you loved him so. Don't do me like that. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the Mike Broomhead Show. Um, going to talk about the immigration deal that is being forged in the United States Senate. But we're going to start somewhere else. I'm going to start with the president of the United States taking some heat, justifiably so, taking heat for not visiting the border. Here is a question and how he answered that question of why not visit the border. The more important thing going on, they're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Okay. <laughs> So you can't do both. That's the part I don't understand. And um, 
there should be more people than Fox News pressuring the president on this. There should be more people than Republicans pressuring the White House on this. And to the credit of Senator Sinema. She is a part of a, a, a package with Tom Tillis, um, the North Carolina Republican, working on a bipartisan effort that would protect dreamers. Um, it would also get asylum seekers expedited through the process, and it would also remove those who don't qualify more quickly. That is what everybody wants, but you ha- can only do that by hiring more people. Um, I've used the example of the 87,000 IRS workers that we are hiring. You can see where the priorities of the administration are. The border should be one. Um, I, I've talked at great length about the things that are happening at the border and how disastrous it is for all of us. We are seeing Americans and the, what the president wants is he's getting the opposite effect from some people. And here's what I mean. The president is talking, has been talking about a workforce that comes across our border, whether they're legal or illegal. Well, what we should be doing is finding a legal way to get that workforce here. There are a lot of jobs that Americans are not doing and will not do. I try to stick to the things that I know about where I have a little bit of expertise, and one of those areas is in the construction world. I was in construction most of my adult life. I started out as an apprentice electrician, moved to Arizona in 1995, um, and I had already been in the trades for 10 years, and I ended up a, a small business owner. I had my own electrical contracting company where I did industrial, commercial and industrial work, some residential, but mostly industrial and commercial work. And the construction industry, especially when it comes to housing, I just had a conversation with somebody online over the last couple of days upset at how expensive houses are here. And they believe it's rich people that are causing that to happen because they're paying a lot more money for homes. And I would say it's a big supply and demand issue. We were building 65,000 plus homes per year in 2007. We are building at about half that rate right now. The demand is here in Arizona. As a matter of fact, the demand is growing. We don't have the workforce. We do have the workforce. I should put it a different way. We have the workforce. It's stuck at the border. It is people that are coming here knowing that their claims for asylum are false. They're being told what to say and how to say it so that they're here at least temporarily for however long it is until their asylum claims are decided. And most of these people are being sent out away from America. We know that most – well, some say as high as 90 percent. Others say as low as around 70 percent of the claims for asylum are deemed to be false once they go through the system. If we could find a way to have a work permit, if you could get a work visa – Then you would not have this mad rush at the border. But the the White House doesn't seem to be too concerned with this. They are creating the next generation of dreamers. They know they are. It's a violation of law. The law says that you shall deport people that are in this country illegally. Not may, shall deport people that are in this country illegally. Now, again, I am not a heartless person. I want to make room for the good people that want to come to the United States and invest here and be a part of the American dream and work and, and help our economies and do all of those things. What we have right now is a, a an immensely broken system that's hurting everyone involved except for the cartels. And I don't know, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why that isn't a bigger issue 
if you're someone that is a pro, um, even a, like an open borders advocate, how can you be in favor of what's happening right now? The cartels are taking advantage of people. If you go along with the narrative that the people that are crossing our border in such high numbers are desperate people in desperate circumstances. OK, let's go with that narrative for a moment. Don't uh, let's not talk about crime. Let's not talk about fentanyl. Let's not talk about terrorism. Let's say that your narrative is correct, that there are people banging at the door of America because they are in desperate situations in the nations they come from. Let's say that's true for the sake of this conversation. Why are you okay with the cartels taking such advantage of this? They are taking money from people that they don't have. They are bringing them here and then they are enslaving them. Women into the sex trade, I should say young women, sometimes girls into the sex trades, and young men are being forced into the gang trafficking, the drug trafficking that goes on. They're being their lives are being threatened. Their families' lives are being threatened in the home, you know, in their home country. You don't if you try to get away from us, we will kill you and make an example of you. And if you do get away from us and you go to the police, we will murder your family members back home. And so they are enslaved. So if you're someone that has seized the plight of these good people that are coming here, going along with the narrative that these are good people that are just looking for a better life, how can you agree with a system where the cartels control the border and the cartels control the lives of these people? We all should be incensed. We all should be angry and we all should be demanding better. And the president says he's not going to the border while he was in Arizona because he's got better things. There's more important things going on. And it's not I can ask him. I can say, like, what? Not going to answer me. Doesn't have an answer for me. People in his own party have to start asking him why and like what? What's more important? Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me. And it's the big Q poll question of the day. So settle in for it. It's coming up in a moment. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Hey, good morning. How's it going, dude? Good. Good. How are you? My, uh, my Gato 3000 froze. It was like you in Vegas talking to a pretty girl. It totally <laughs> froze this morning. So I am on the phone, but I'm ready to go, Mike. I'm here for you. <laughs> That's, I like to hear that. And I'm kind of glad it froze because it allowed me to do that joke, and it made me very happy. That's just all right. Now, yeah, Vegas, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to talk about Vegas. I, I, uh, I need to start a GoFundMe page to pay uh, for that trip. It was not a profitable well, trip for me. Uh, you, you, you lost at the craps table? I lost at the roulette table. I lost at the slot machines. The only place I ever did any good was when I bought a drink and they handed me something for the money I handed them. Other than that, it was a dismal oh. performance. Oh, and you went with your buddies? Did you at least meet a, a nice young lady no. that you know you could take home to mom for Christmas? No, or no? I, what I did was I ran into some old friends because, you know, the NFR is going on right now, the National Finals Rodeo. So I got to run into a bunch of old friends that I haven't seen in a long time. So that part of it was pretty cool. Oh, uh, anyone uh, romantically uh, involved here? You know, <laughs> like to find out what's going on in your social life. Why do you keep asking? Can we not bring that up anymore? Because well, it's I, always a sad I, story. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 concerned. I'm just I'm here for you. I'm your buddy. I'm here. I figure we talk this stuff out while we're on the air. And it, it makes everybody feel better, including me. All right. Well, you should set me up with one of your friends. All right. I'll work on it. All right. I'll work on it. I'll work. I promise. I'm going to work on that for New Year's uh, uh, and see if I can if I can hook Perfect. you up. Perfect. What do you have? What do you have for uh, the, your big cue? 
It's very simple. Uh, you know, uh, Katie Hobbs is going to be the new governor. She is a uh, Democrat. Uh, we have a president who's a Democrat. He decided to come to town yesterday. It was a big deal, but he ignored the border, which I'm not really thrilled about, obviously. And I just asked, can Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, get the president, a Democrat, to come and see the border? Does she have a, it's yes or no question. Does she have a better chance of doing that than Governor Ducey, just because Ducey has an R next to his name, and, and Biden, for the most part, ignores the R's? Can, can Katie Hobbs actually get Biden to budge and maybe do something on the border just because she's a Democrat. I don't know the answer to that question, but I think it's an interesting one. It is. It is a very interesting question. Um, I think she's got a better chance. I still don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. He said yesterday, literally, there are more important things than the border. Right. And it's, this is the thing that's on his, his It's not. You know how some things are last on your list? This didn't make the list. That's how he feels. So, Well, I appreciate it. Great question, Gatos. All right, man. I'm on the phone. Uh, I'm going to see what I can do about uh, getting you a girlfriend before the end of the year. Thanks. The, Thanks. Big, the big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.